What's up, everybody? We are back with the recap of week three, part one, covered by V2 Sports. And this weekend was one with a lot of highs and lows for multiple SEC teams, a lot of close calls. But we're going to cover a couple of games in this episode, and then tomorrow y'all are going to get part two with some of the bigger named uh, games. So let's go ahead and start it off. Let's start it off with uh, Vandy at Northern Illinois. Mike Wright got benched for, or if I can't, AJ Swan. Why do y'all think Mike got benched? Okay. Like, do y'all believe there was any underlying issue to it other than the offense has hit the ceiling? I think the offense really looked good with Mike. So I, I really, I really can't say anything. I, I think it looked good with Mike besides the Wake Forest game, but like, you got to expect the guy to have at least one bad game after having two stud performances. You could say the offense reached its ceiling, but I mean, the offense had its best performance of like all time versus an FCS team, F- uh, FBS team, literally week one. I, I have no idea why. I know it's Hawaii. Uh, all I'm saying is that uh, Mike Wright shouldn't have been benched, but I loved Swan's performance. And I do think the offense looked good with Swan, but I think Wright still should be the guy. That's just my opinion. Swan Swan gave them a win. He did his job. So yeah. Yeah, but I mean the re- so basically the reason why uh AJ Swan took over Mike Wright's QB one position was I mean you gotta look at it this way too. AJ Swan has the same amount of touchdowns as Mike Wright does, and AJ's only played in two games. For not even that was like yeah, so basically last Saturday's his first full game and he has the same amount of touchdowns. So, you know. I think well, once Wake passing Forest out yeah. that Mike Wright doesn't have a st- – obviously, yes, A.J. Swan's not a dual threat. He'll never, he's not as quick as Mike Wright, obviously. But, I mean, you got to look at the big picture, though. Is Vanderbilt didn't have a deep threat because Mike Wright can't make really those those throws on a consistent basis. So, with A.J. Swan coming in, um, honestly, I think it surprised everybody when Clark Lee made that decision. So, but, I mean, overall, I thought Clark Lee made the right decision. I think A.J. Swan should be the starter. You know, obviously, Vanderbilt has a very tough stretch ahead, but I think it was the right. Yeah, uh, I I was shocked by it, but, you know, uh, I, I'm happy with Swan's performance, so I'm not going to question it right now. I, I'd like to see when if Wright hits the portal by the end of the season, uh, one of these SEC teams that lose their guy, it will probably take him. Uh, I'd say that. Yeah. All right. What about Abilene Christian in Missouri? I have to say it, man. You called it. You said it was going to be closer than everyone thought. You called it. I I, I got to give you credit. I get, give credit where credit's due. It, you said Abilene Christian would do it. Like I I I didn't expect that at all. Uh, Missouri sucks. Missouri's the worst SEC team, and it's not close. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just improvement. Cause, I mean, I think, I mean, Missouri's still struggling on offense. I mean, they only put up twenty-seven points on offense despite the punt return for a touchdown. But I mean, I mean, it's progress. You know, there's really nothing for it against them. But I mean, it's a good one for Missouri. They didn't get that one, especially going into SEC play. I mean, I just don't understand how you can allow a team like Abilene to still score 17 on you. Like, you're in the SEC. I get it. You're bottom feeders of the SEC. Why can't you at least play with a little bit more pride? Like, what's what's the whole point in that? 
But speaking of that, how do y'all feel about Brady Cook? Do y'all think he's actually going to be able to get it done for Mizzou for the rest of the year? Or do you think they'll eventually have to make a switch? I don't think there's another quarterback on that roster. He's a good dual threat. I mean, he's he makes questionable decisions from what I've seen of him, but he's overall done his part. That that's all you can do for the guy. I think the offense has uh has its ceiling with him. It's not a high ceiling, but it's the ceiling of Yeah, I'm with yeah. Jackson. I don't know if, if Missouri has another guy that they can go to. I mean, I know they have a couple you. walk-ons. Because have never been a bad idea. Yeah, but, but I mean, well, they do. Well, they elevate the performance, though. That's the question. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to swap out a guy and then have the same performance. I mean, it's kind of ruining. Or will swapping out the guy kind of give Brady like a reality check to show that he's not the guaranteed starter, and maybe that kickstart him his mentality to be sure. better in the future. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Like, maybe it'll be one of those where he realizes he's like not untouchable, and comes out yeah. playing with a little bit more. Like gusto about himself, a little bit more. I mean, it's exactly what Vanderbilt did. So <laughs> I, I don't know if Mike Wright's ever going to come back. If I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I, I feel like he's I, a dude. very egotistical man, and them benching him will probably make a really yeah. big play. And if he does come back, I think I think Wright. I think I think he could come back later on, but that's just like. I think if he comes back, he's going to prove himself, and he's going to be like, yeah, this is my job. That's just my opinion. I mean, I'm That's just what you thought about Spencer Rattler. <laughs> Thanks. We're not even That's at the South Carolina bar, man. We're not even at the South Carolina bar. We're talking about Missouri and Vanderbilt, man. Oh, gosh. If y'all did not know, we had the leader of the Spencer Rattler fan club here with us tonight. But uh, let's go ahead and go into the Ole Miss-Georgia Tech game. Zach Evans still proves to everybody that he is a dog. And Georgia Tech okay. proved everybody that yeah. they are uh, ass. Okay. Let, let me say something. Uh, it's got to be something. When Ole Miss's defense allows less than well, – no, no. Let, let's say specifically. Lane Kiffin's defense allows – Less than Clemson's defense versus the same exact ACC team. What what is going on? I I I, I don't care. Ole Miss. I, I've really slept on them. I, I thought it was. I I knew I knew it was going to be a huge win like that. I just didn't think it was going to be that dominant. And I was really happy with that performance. And I I liked how Jackson Dart looked in the offense. Uh, he he did make a questionable decision. A couple of questionable decisions, but like any guy would do, but he did his job. Like, Ole Miss, I guess, is certainly building up the hype, and it's wonderful. Because nah, man, you said people... you said they'd get scared. You said they'd no, they get will scared. get scared. Just watch. It's not even middle of the season yet. It's week three. They're building up the hype to the point where they're going right, to get man. egotistical like everybody else, and just like they're going to lose it to some – God awful program, and it's not going to be anything that Ole Miss can do. They'll have like an injury, and the injury will probably be who they base the entire offensive game plan around for that week, and they'll just be lost. I'm, I'll actually say it, it'll be when Ole Miss plays Auburn. <laughs> That's when it'll be. Auburn will just pull one out from you know, just nah. pull one out and end up beating Ole Miss. But let's go ahead and go to the next game. I know I said we were going to cover some of the big name games. Uh, on the episode tomorrow, 
but I kind of want to fill this one out. Missouri State and Arkansas. Uh, do we have even words for this? I mean, Missouri State absolutely dominated Arkansas from start to finish. I don't care what you say. If Arkansas doesn't get that kick return, they get stopped. Mm-hmm. That punt return. They get stopped with how the game was going. They would have gotten stopped. And I truly think, uh, I, I really think that they, that uh, Missouri State would have won in the fourth quarter. And after that, after that game, their uh, passing defense got demoted to a hundred and thirty first in the FBS. Yeah. And uh, now, now let let me say something. Dang. If there's any name I've heard all uh, all game is Shelley. That man did his job. He he got his team as far as they could versus a top 10 team. Almost almost pulled what App State did against Michigan. I'm in 2007. I mean, I actually thought that, that was going to happen. I like I was looking at the score. It was 17 to nothing. I turned on the game right when he threw that absolute oh, I'm not not when he threw, when he ran for that uh touchdown when Shelley did, but Shelley balled out, man. And uh I I I'm just saying this. Shelley outperformed KJ Jefferson by a mile. KJ looks questionable in this. The play calling looked questionable. I mean, why do you go for it on fourth fourth uh, fourth down when your team isn't dominating? I mean, I have no idea. It it really should have been Missouri State's win, and I'm sad to see they didn't get this. I don't think Arkansas is an overrated team. I think they looked ahead, and that's something you can't do, especially yeah. especially against this head coach. Who, who literally is coach? I'm pretty sure he's Arkansas's former head coach. Mm-hmm. You can't sleep. Yeah, he, he was. You can't sleep on the guy. I mean, like he he knows what he's doing, and uh, he's going to take them to a top FCS team school soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Arkansas needed this wake up call. To be honest with you, with it being early in the season, you know they're off to a really good start. Uh, I think it's a good wake up call for him. I think you know they finally got their attention kind of shattered a little bit. Their head brain just. A little bit rattled with Missouri State, who played a fantastic game, and you know, obviously Arkansas just proved later on the last bit of the fourth quarter that they were the better team. But you know, I think it's good for Arkansas to have a bad game now heading to SEC play. Now that you get that bad game out of the way, hopefully you can take that next step forward and just you know continue to make progress. You know, obviously Sam Pittman probably took a lot of blame for the blame as well. So you know, I think it's a really good game for Arkansas, really good game for Missouri State. Uh, I think both teams got a little wake up call. And now they can both take the next step for their programs. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. on top of this, I want to say I don't quote me on this, but I believe it was uh, Sanders and Jefferson's all like career high yardage in for both of them in the same game, and they still somehow found a way to lost it or almost lose it. Yeah, uh, I, I saw that. I I was impressed with them, but I was really impressed with. The Shelly guy, I I said that multiple times. I I love Shelly. <laughs> Let's go. I right. I'm I'm root, I'm rooting on Arkansas's downfall. Also, whoever that linebacker is, Drew Sanders, I think it's pretty obvious that guy's the best linebacker probably in the SEC right now. I I think that's my opinion. I I think he's the best linebacker in the SEC. I saw that guy. He he's an absolute beast. He's done it three weeks in. He's done his job. All I can say, man. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to uh, Kentucky and Youngston State. Nothing much to really talk about for this game other than uh, Mayo Man threw for 377. I just 
there, there's really nothing we can say about that game. I mean, did anybody see anything that they want to go over before we just, you know? Kentucky, yeah, I, I want to say it. Kentucky's offense looked uh, pretty bad, like more, more bad than the stats show. Uh, leave us through two picks as well as two touchdowns. It didn't really look that good. Smoke looked like horrible in the first quarter. I'm pretty sure it was, but it, it was nothing in the first quarter. Second quarter is really when Kentucky started hitting. Uh, Kentucky's offense found a rhythm in the second quarter, and it felt like they didn't have anything after that. I mean, uh, it, their offense looked questionable. I still think their offense is one of the worst in uh, the nation. I think their defense is the only reason the team is any good, and they shouldn't be that high. I think beating a team like this, only 31 to nothing, is pretty bad. It's like uh, it, it's not really a good win, in my opinion, but that's just me. I, I, think, I think if you had like a – I don't know, 49 to 50, nothing on this team. Nah, I would agree. All right. I mean, I think it was a good win for Kentucky. I mean, it's not every day you get a shutout in college football. So, I mean, yeah, it wasn't pretty. I mean, it got the job done. So, yeah. that's all that matters for Kentucky. You walk away with the win, just move on next week. All right. So, uh, UL Monroe and Alabama. Bryce Young had a poor, like, I, I guess you could say it was kind of all right, but to Alabama standards and to somebody who won a Heisman last year's standards, that's a poor performance. Only 236 passing mm. yards. Rushing. He threw two picks, too. Yeah, like, literally. I don't think he's Heisman material this year. I I, I think uh, Alabama's offensive coordinator is questionable. I think uh, Alabama, yeah, this is a – the score shows a good win. I did not like how their offense performed. The running backs did obviously amazing. I think I think the receivers uh, they did they did their job, but Bryce Young didn't look like he was like great. I think uh, the guy I think uh, Jalen Mauro or however you say it, I think he did really good when he was in. He he went over two, but he he had like a few big runs. Yeah, I just I feel like with these past couple of weeks, Alabama has definitely shown that they are a team that can be beat. They're not invincible yeah. anymore. Now, Georgia, Georgia, yeah, but we'll get to that on tomorrow's episode. Hey, hey, I, I, I just want to say one thing. I, uh-huh. I truly believe Arkansas. I, Arkansas might have struggled this game, as you said, it was a wake up call. Uh, but I truly think Arkansas will be Alabama. Like as of now, I truly think Arkansas will be Alabama at Arkansas. Uh, be Alabama's wake up call. Like they're upset to like wake them up. Like you know how A and M was. Last year, yeah, I think, I think Arkansas will be this year. Alabama just seems very underwhelming to me, and Bryce Young looks like he's taking a step back rather than taking a step forward. And you wonder how much that's going to impact his draft stock. Yeah, all right. It, it seems ahead. like he gives up until like the fourth quarter. It honestly seems like that when I watch him. When I watch him, it seems like he really gives up, and then in the fourth quarter, it's like, oh my god, he put up some miracle drive when it matters, like. Whoa. What just happened? How did Alabama win this game off a of last second play? Like, uh, I don't know. All right. So, since we've still got to fill this episode out, we're going to throw in a couple more uh, really good games. Oh, I would also like to tell everybody in here because this is the next game that we're covering. Uh, I was right. You were wrong. Mississippi State's not good. LSU, the team that lost hey. to FSU, popped Mississippi State. Hey, I, I Mississippi State is. I, I still think they're good. 
I, I just think they went for it too much on fourth down. Yeah, I think they really both did. No, I, 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 I really want to know what he, what, uh, what's his face? I forgot their coach for a minute. Mike Leach. Know. Mike Leach. I really want to know what Mike Leach is thinking. Their running backs did amazing though. They, they were running I'm- all on to LSU. They were, they were passing all on to LSU for the entire first half. I don't know where the second half got. I don't know what happened in the second half. What? Yeah, but L- LSU's offense seems like they're clicking a whole lot more I, as of late. Like after after the first three quarters of the FSU game, they started picking it up, and like ever since then, it just seems like they're just, they just keep getting progressively better. And Mississippi State, like you said, is not a bad team. Mississippi State isn't a bad team. I don't know why. I don't know why he thinks that, but they're they're not a bad team. As I said, I they're mean, underrated. I had them losing the LSU game. I'm pretty sure. In the but, uh, or if I did, I had them winning. Uh, I like I'm in in the schedule predictions that we did in preseason. I'm pretty sure I had them losing. But I mean, if not, it's okay. They'll upset some team later on. I mean, this is Mike Leach, man. He's not gonna do this every game. Are you sure about that? Yeah, like he said. Like like he said. I didn't think they were going to win out or anything like that. I just think they were going to get a few sneak games that maybe teams overlooked Mississippi State. Go on to the next game in the future, which you can't do, but just think they'll get a few sneak games that way. Yeah, I think you get, I think you get credit some Brian Kelly, man, because, I mean, his team looked absolutely terrible week one. Then now, all of a sudden, you know, they're starting to catch the momentum. Like like you were saying, Jason, the offense just it looks like it's starting to click a little bit better. You know, Booty starting to get his touches the wide receiver position. So I think, you know, LSU deserves some credit. Obviously, I was wrong about that game. You know, that's just a disappointing uh, loss from Mississippi State. But, I mean, you know, I mean, credit LSU. I mean, they went in there, got the job done, and left with the W. All right, so <clears throat> this is actually going to cover it. Well, actually, no, I'm going to throw one more episode in so that we've got some – or not one more episode, one more game in so that we've got more time for a couple other games tomorrow. Uh, let's talk about Auburn and Penn State. Is, is Harson, you know, finally approaching the actual hot seat? Yeah. I think it's already there. I, th- I, I think, think yeah, this I just solidified it even more. I just think that, like we've talked about, Jason and I both talked about before the season even started, Auburn just, like, the board, the athletic department, they just – they don't believe in Harson. They and, and I understand. I get it if you feel like he's not that guy. But they're not giving them the tools to succeed, and and we're seeing it happening because at Jordan Hare Stadium they should have beat Penn State. Let's be I, honest. I don't think they should have. They weren't the better team. They didn't have that. I mean, when you lose your star quarterback in the transfer portal, and you have to rely on like two really garbage cans at quarterback, uh, you're not going to beat Penn State. No, you're but not- I'm saying if you have uh, like a a, a coach that is able to have all everything he needs. I mean, I think if Gus Malzahn was still the coach, he would have won. I, I'm not just with that roster. Honest. Not with that roster. I'm just I, saying. I, don't think so. I mean, the roster is underwhelming, and Tank Bigsby on the offensive side of the ball can't do everything. You've got to have a, at least a halfway decent quarterback in the SEC. Yeah, and they just, they, just, they just don't have that. I, all I'm saying is that even with Gus – with that, with the lack of talent on that team, they aren't going. They wouldn't have. They wouldn't have even. It would be the same score, <laughs> maybe more points on offense. But all right, so 
now that we've covered that game, that'll do it for day one. We'll see y'all back tomorrow for, you know, some big name games such as uh, Miami and Texas A&M. That one blew my mind a little bit and Florida and South Carolina and Georgia. So we'll see y'all. We want to give a huge shout out to our boys over at Pro U Sports. Make sure you keep up with them and download that link in our bio. Keep up with the uh, athletic alumni from your school. And we will have a seat geek code within the next couple of days for y'all. So if you really want to catch in uh, any of the NFL games, college football, concerts, whatever, just make sure you use the code. Got to get a couple more logistic things set out with them and then we'll be good to go. So thank y'all for coming on to day one of week three recap and good morning, good afternoon and good night from the V2 crew.